ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम माय बाउ टू द लॉर्ड वसुदेवा जय टू यू फ्रेंड्स वी बीन टॉकिंग फ्रॉम द first chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, the armies of good and evil within every human being. And Arjuna is saying, Dhritarashtra is the uh, father of the clan, opposing his, his uh, noble efforts to find God. And he was saying in stanza 46, I would therefore prefer that Dhritarashtra's sons, their sense weapons in hand, destroy me. Only by such passivity, so it seems to me, can I hope for happiness. I put many of these things in parentheses, brackets, to help to explain the meaning of this thing, the spiritual meaning. But uh, what Arjuna is saying is that the one attitude of the mind when it first finds that it's like this, for example, you find your mother all upset with you because you're seeking God. Well, I don't want to upset my mother. Good heaven, she gave me birth. I guess I'll just have to be with her and not fight this thing anymore. So you've lost another battle in the long round of incarnations. This is the problem, that there is always going to be a struggle between Maya and um, God aspiration. I used to think that if I had become a drunk, my my relatives would have just clicked their tongues and said, oh, too bad. But because I presumed to seek God and to, find, to seek to find him, I had them all on my back against me for this, I, this, this uh, presumption. Well, one attitude that I could have had and that many people have, what, what I'm trying to talk of the different attitudes that a devotee can have to protect his own uh, integrity in his spiritual search. One would be a total indifference. But indifference, when you are indifferent to other people, you withdraw not into your soul, but into your ego. How can you love anybody and not feel for them? How can you be indifferent to them and have any feeling of love? There must be a correspondence between that. Indifference, I have seen many uh, devotees on the path totally indifferent to the world. It's understandable as a self-protection, but at least more abstractly, they should have some feeling of love. It seems to me that a hermit who withdraws to the Himalayas and lives in a cave should, even though he's not involved in people's maya down in the plains of India, he should at least be praying for them and trying to emanate vibrations of love. Otherwise, he will be stuck in delusion still. Indifference is one of the normal things that you find among monks, nuns. They sort of, it's, it brings people up to their own little mountaintop of aloofness. To be aloof or indifferent is to be unfeeling. There must be deep feeling. There must be a childlike quality. And a childlike person is surely going to feel for other people in their suffering. So there can be... Uh, of angry 
renunciation, for example, but this is not an angry renunciation. It's a very interesting story. It was told by Sri Ramakrishna of a man whose wife came to him one day, and she said, my dear, I'm worried because my brother is thinking of renouncing the world and becoming a sadhu, a sannyasin, a monk. And her husband says, well, what is he doing to prepare himself for this? And she said, well, bit by bit, he's giving up this possession, that possession, sort of freeing himself um, step by step from uh, all attachments. Her husband said to her, don't worry, my dear, he'll never give up the world that way. And she said, no, but then what should a person do if he really wants to give up the world? Well, that was the wrong question for her to ask. He said, this is what he should do. And he took off everything that he had on except his loincloth. He said, from now on, I consider you and my all women my mother and walked out the door and never came back again. Now, that kind of renunciation is pretty, pretty strong. It's something you find in India. You don't find it so often here, but you do find it because people are people everywhere. And there are some people who have this longing for truth and other people who have a longing for anything but truth. They'll go with any lies as long as they'll protect their own delusions. But that fierceness of renunciation is something that uh, usually, if you show yourself totally indifferent to others, they won't care. They'll be indifferent to you too. So in time, your, your family may talk against you and just sort of dismiss you from the fold. This is more or less what happened with most of my relatives. Fortunately, not all of them. But uh, it's what happens. But if you reach the point where you still love God, you're not indifferent. You're not indifferent to people. You love them, but you love them for what they, for their potential. You love them for the fact that all human beings are looking, are seeking bliss. And you don't love them for what they love in themselves. They will resent you for that. They will try to pull you down, as I said, even if you uh, turn away because they think they own you, they, they will try to pull you down. But if you really fight against them in the sense of uh, shouting against their, their errors and the mistakes of their ways, they won't like it. They'll resent it. You must be careful in how you talk to people. I, when I, because I have this tendency to want to share with everybody anything that I find that is really good, I did a lot during my early years as a disciple of Yogananda to try to persuade my family of the absolutely good sense in uh, seeking truth. And <coughs> I remember talking about mentioning things that one could see in meditation. I said, I've seen them. My father, of course, just thought I was crazy. Why wouldn't he think I was crazy? I should have had enough common sense to understand that he would see that. But um, if you go too far and really try to win people with love, with joy, that's when they began to really resist you. He did not like what I was doing. He resented it. He resisted in the way. But when you get out and try to convert people, that's when they crucify you. So be sure in yourself. Do you really want to help them? Have you reached the point where you know that even if you were to die, it wouldn't matter at all? When you've reached that, then you're free inside. It doesn't matter. People can kill you. They can burn you. They can... Uh, do what, what they like with you. Give it to God and you will find that 
everything turns to joy. Joan of Arc, who died at the stake for doing the right thing. They're wrong when they say that she recanted at the end. It was very painful to me to read Shakespeare, who talked about her as though she was a witch. Being English, he only saw their point of view. But she was a noble and great and spiritual soul. And when you, when you embrace that, God takes that pain away from you. Martyrs don't suffer because God frees them of that inner pain. Live for God. Nothing can hurt you if you live for him. Even if you endanger your own health or longevity, he will take care of you. Live for him. That's the highest motive you can possibly have. Joy to you.